Are you hungry for more? You know what life has to offer. You sense it is radiating magic, but perhaps you feel like you're just not fully nourished by all there is to embody. Welp, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Here and now. Just what the doctor ordered. Welcome to the conversation, Well and Why, where we feast on fuel for the soul. These topics are designed to ignite that fire and maximize our human potential. Together, we can heal the system. Alone, we can heal our bloodline. Bon appetit! Welcome back, my friends. This is your host, Ali, and I'm British right now. Uh, you are tuning in to Well and Why, and this may come as a surprise to some of you, but this is a spiritually nutritious production. Um, basically, uh, yes, I'm British at the moment um, because I just, life is f- more fun when you're talking in an accent, especially, as I've mentioned, when you're talking to yourself in a microphone with nobody around listening. So um, basically it gets a little boring to be uh, recording these intros and outros. It's probably my least favorite part of having a podcast, but you know, you can't love everything. Um, It's still fun, fine, whatever. So in the spirit of listening to a new podcast called, well, a new podcast but me, it's not new. I think it's been around since like 2015, maybe. Um, that's a good five years. And it's called uh, My Dad Wrote a Porno. And it's really fucking hilarious because it's a British comedy. Basically, I've been listening to these British people talking in my ears in the morning on my commute to work and coming home after work. And um, I just think my British has improved. So here I am. Um you know, exiting my comfort zone. Luckily, no one's here to make fun of me and pick at uh, all the points that, like Oz. Oz are very challenging. I don't really understand how they work in the British accent, but uh, I think that's one of those letters that really changes up a lot throughout all accents. I don't know. Um, Anyway, this episode is with Ryan Wilson. Okay. This episode is with Ryan Wilson, and he is a self-published author on Amazon of a book called A Dreamer's Mind. He's also a podcast host of a podcast called The Positivity Report, and we talk a lot about the law of attraction, podcasting, the fact that he self-published a book on Amazon and how he did this, as well as momentum and, you know, the tricks of the trade of how to get started because this kid has gotten both of those things the book from start to finish as well as the podcast up and running since last year so i don't know if you ask me that's kind of wild uh but yeah i'm really excited to share this episode it was a lot of fun i know him through my friend from college it's her little brother i mentioned that when you start the conversation um but thank you Again, as always, for tuning in to Well and Why, and I really appreciate your ears. I can't tell you that enough. And also, you know what I appreciate even more than your ears? A review. A little review. You just 
plug in a couple words saying you love it so much and how much fun it is and how much insight gained you walk away with. Um, I don't know if that made sense, but everything always sounds like it makes sense in a British accent, so maybe I should just talk like this all the time. But thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hi, Ryan. I'm so psyched that you're here. Thank you for joining me on Well and Why. Hey, what's going on? Of course. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. So what's so cool about this is that we've only connected on Instagram, ironically heading on a similar path using podcasting to share our voice, literally and figuratively. And you're my friend from college's brother. Yeah, shout out shout out to Jojo, my sister Jordan. Yes. <laughs> I love her. That's so awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on here and sharing this time to chat and hopefully expand some human consciousness while we're at it. Absolutely. All right. So to get started, I'd love if you could give us a brief story about who you are and what you've created to be your mission so far on this planet. Okay. So uh, my name is Ryan Wilson. I'm 24 years old. Uh, in addition to doing a podcast, like you mentioned, I'm also a self-published author. Uh, so pretty much between my podcast and my content on Instagram uh, and my writing, I pretty much am spreading positivity, sharing my gifts and my light with the world, and just trying to help people make connections with really the law of attraction and really just being true to yourself and, and finding your true self. Awesome. When and where was it that law of attraction crossed your path and you were like, I need to dive into this? I, the truthful answer is I was 17 when I first found out about the law of attraction. So it's been six or seven years and it was a slow progress from the moment I first learned about it. Uh, but from that point on, I was slowly but surely gathering information and just putting it into practice and really just trying to find out exactly how it works. And then really the turning point for me came in 2017. So really years after I first discovered the law of attraction, that's when I had this ultimate breakthrough and really made all the connections in my mind. And that's really when I turned the corner and turned the page and realized that, you know, not only can I master this, but I can also help people master it themselves. What was the breakthrough? Can Is it like a specific moment? I would say, honestly, reading the book, uh, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, written by Deepak Chopra, that truthfully was the final key that made the connection in my mind. Uh, but like I said, for years up until that point, I was like really thinking about my own theories and just my own thoughts and ideas about it. And then once I read that book, it really fully connected it. So that moment in time really was kind of what started, I guess, my spiritual awakening in a sense. And really that's what ultimately made the connection for me. So that moment reading that book kind of was the turning point and one of the defining moments in my journey. Amazing. Yeah. I read the power, um, you know, like the second part of the secret. Mm -hmm. And I think that book was a big turning point for me too. Absolutely. And it, the craziest thing about all these books is really like, everyone puts their ideas out there in different ways. And sometimes it connects with one person because of this book. And sometimes it's a different book, but it's really always the same message. And it always takes each of us humans a different thing per se to make it connect. But it's really kind of all the same concepts and everyone just 
puts it out there in their own way. So it's crazy to see what makes the, the connection for people. Yeah. And would you say that you think that um, it's like it's like a ladder and then one day there's a pivotal moment, but you could hear something and you can't learn it all and soak it all in at once, you know? So it's like you hear something and you're like, hmm. And then maybe it all really hits you down the road at some point when you're ready to be hit by it and not fall down. Yeah, you're right. I never really thought about it like that. I kind of always say it's like a switch goes off in your mind, but you're exactly right. You have to climb the ladder first before you're even going to get close to the switch going off. It takes a lot of preparation and really like subconscious and unconscious preparation. You don't even realize you're like learning it and then it all finally clicks. But that's a good way to put it, the ladder. I like that a lot. Yeah. And I wonder if often it's because something actually happens in our lives that we're like, oh, my goodness, I think I manifested this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and once once you start learning how to do it, like you can do it with little things like manifesting a song coming on in your phone or something like that. And you're like, yeah, I did that. Uh, so it's it's funny when you start literally doing it and you can see that you're actually doing it. Yeah, or when you think about somebody or some, and then they like text or call you, and you haven't spoken in a while, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that that's how you how you know you're onto something, and you're like, wow, I'm really doing it. So. <laughs> cool. So, um, outside of everything that you just mentioned, what do you do for work? Where do you live? And why did you start a podcast called The Positivity Report? Okay, so I live in Philadelphia right now. I'm from South Jersey, so right outside the city of Philly. Um, but I'm living in the city right now. Uh, previously, I, I'm, I was a student uh, in undergrad, and then I was pursuing my law degree for a year immediately after that. So once I was finished with that journey, I did not end up getting my law degree. So I was then working in kind of a few different jobs. One of them was HR for a company in, in PA. I was working human resources for them. Uh, so I've done a few different jobs like that. But as of right now, I'm pretty much focusing on a lot of my writing, a lot of my podcast, uh, which brings me to the podcast, The Positivity Report. So what really made me decide to do the podcast was I was, in a sense, it kind of all just lined up for me. I, I knew I kind of needed a different platform. And I had been thinking about a podcast for months. And really, it didn't come in together until really like the right time for me. It, it kind of just all felt right. Um, but to elaborate further, I would just say I like the idea of a podcast because, you know, it's not really like YouTube where you're like on camera and stuff. You can kind of decide what you want to put out there, when you want to put it out and everything like that. So to me, the podcast is a good platform for a certain type of person, you know, that that might not want to always be on camera or just wants to do it in a different way. So, you know, podcasting felt right. It was a good platform for me to speak and put my content, put my ideas out there in addition to just writing and using like Instagram content. So, yeah, definitely. Who or what is your greatest source of inspiration? I think my, well, there's a, there's a lot of things. I mean, like my family inspires me and like, that's what drives me, like my love for them, I would say. But really the one thing that really inspires me is music. I, I find that music is I'm always listening to music and that's what really inspires me. I don't know. It's, it's a weird connection I have with certain songs and with like just music in general. So that truly feels like one of my biggest inspirations. What's your go-to genre? Mostly hip hop, honestly, kind of like a lot of 
like dudes my age, I guess I would say. But um, I can listen to anything. Like it's majority rap and hip hop, but I love Billy Joel and like 70s, 80s music like that. So uh, it really kind of depends. Nice. When do you feel you're exuding the truest expression of yourself? Uh, just when I'm being me and, and just staying in the moment, I try to always be my truest self and I strive to always be in the moment and enjoying the moment. Uh, that's like one of the things I always preach is like the moment is everything. So the more conscious you are in the moment and the more you enjoy the moment, uh, the more you'll be yourself and, you know, you'll just be attracting everyone and everything that you need to attract to your life. So just staying in the moment for me is my truest self, I think. So this is a weird question, but what does being in the moment mean for you? How does that feel like? Is that thinking positive thoughts on purpose? Is that just like seeing how you feel, even if it's not always so positive, but you're like just observing your thoughts or everything outside of you? I think what you mentioned first is like telling yourself positive thoughts and just reminding yourself to be conscious in the moment and just enjoy it. If you're listening to a good song that you like, tell yourself, wow, this song is amazing. Like this moment is sick. Like this moment's amazing. And like, if you're looking at like the sun setting, same thing, like just take it in and be like, wow, the sky looks really cool. The color of the sky looks cool. The clouds look cool. Like just reminding yourself, because if you don't do that, you kind of, you miss it in a sense, like you're there, but you're not really consciously there. So I think, like you said, telling yourself positive thoughts and just reminding yourself, you know, enjoy this. Like this is, this is the moment, this is life. So yeah, I feel like sometimes um, when I'm with other people, I do that. And then like my sister, for instance, will be like, well, you didn't have to say it out loud, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Like you're like kind of like talking to yourself. But like, I mean, it's all good. You got to you got to remind yourself sometimes. So. I mean, I'm telling her, too, or something, you know, I'm like reminding us all like, oh, my gosh, this is so nice. Like, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and she's like, Right. And she's like, oh, you didn't have to say it loud. <laughs> I feel that now. Sometimes you do have to say it out loud. So right? I feel you. Yeah, we have to all notice that right now is good. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Okay, so what is your why? And would you say that's the same factor that drives your self-motivation? Yes. Uh, so before I even answer what my why is, right, I would say that that drives my self-motivation. I just think really kind of to go back to your question about why I do a podcast, uh, in a sense, we are in 2019 and we have all this technology and all the platforms to share your voice or share your gifts or both. Uh, so I just feel like why not is really my why. It's like I have all this stuff that I feel inside of me and I feel like it can help people make a connection. And if I can create podcasts for free using my iPhone and my MacBook, I'm going to do that. I'm going to take advantage of this technology. Um, it feels like in a sense we're living in like the future in a sense because we have all this technology and a lot of people aren't really using it to their full advantage. So my why is kind of why not, you know, why not be positive? Why not share what I have and use the technology, use the resources that I have uh, to put it out there. So definitely. And yeah, we are the future of the past for sure. And we yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're living in the future. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's a new perspective that you've decided to take on recently? A new perspective recently. Um, I feel like I'm always trying to, I guess, just evolve, I guess, my 
all-around perspective and, like I said, always be in the moment. So the more I can do that, the more I can improve, I'm always trying to do that. So it's never really, like, one thing that changes my perspective now. I feel like I have it set, and I just keep improving it. Um, but one thing that comes to mind is just I always kind of, again, remind myself, like, if it, like, what if this all ended tomorrow, like for the world or something like you got to enjoy it today. Like if what I'm worrying about right now, like if it was all ending tomorrow, would I be worried? So that's a perspective I, I keep in mind, like, you know, what really matters? Like if it was ending tomorrow, like what's really important and what's not. So that's a perspective. Like I always remind myself about. Yeah, that's a good one. I think there's something like that that says if it doesn't matter in five years, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I agree for sure. So I know you wrote a book with your poetry and you self-published it on Amazon, right? That's correct. Yes. Cool. Uh, firstly, congratulations, because that is such a huge accomplishment. Thank you. I, I really do appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, of course. Um, and secondly, what was that process like? So truthfully, the, the process of self-publishing, again, in 2019, I would say is pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Um, again, this is something I always say, like, this is 2019. We have, if you have writing and you want to self-publish, like, it's easier now than it ever was to self-publish and publish a book before you'd have to go through a publishing company. Now you could do it yourself, again, from your MacBook. The process is really straightforward, honestly. I literally wrote it in a Microsoft Word document, and then I transferred it to an ebook and a paperback book that's on Amazon. So the process is actually straightforward and, and quite simple now in, in 2019. Wow. So from the initial point of inception, concept creation, and execution, what was the timeline like, your biggest challenges, or anything else that comes to mind? I would say... That first book, the inception to its finish, to the day that I published it, was probably six to eight months, I would say, to complete that. I luckily didn't really face many setbacks or many challenges on the process, and I was quite shocked because this was my first time doing it, and I really wanted to do this one just to see what it was like, in a sense. This was kind of like my warm-up. Uh, so I was pretty shocked at how smooth everything went. Um, but again, I think that just speaks for how simple and how straightforward it really is. And, you know, this is something that anybody can do. If you have writing and you have a message you want to put out, even if you don't think of yourself as a writer, like for anyone that's listening, my book is a book of motivational poetry. That's pretty far outside the box. So if you have some sort of idea, but you might not feel like a writer or you might not feel that it's right for a book, if you kind of readjust your the way you look at it, it might make sense to self-publish something and just get it out there. So I, I was blessed that I didn't have many set, setbacks and much adversity throughout that process. Wow. Is there some kind of online platform that you were able to turn it into a book? How, how did you put a document, a Word document into a book form? So to break it down, pretty much you publish, you can self-publish on Amazon. Uh, the service to use through them is actually free. It costs you no money. It's called um, Kindle Direct, it, Kindle Direct Publishing. Uh, so that's through Amazon. Um, it doesn't cost any money for that, but I 
had a company do the cover and the inside, the interior formatting of the book. So pretty much I was working with them. So I sent them the Word document and they constructed it into the actual form of a book. But really, so I, of course, paid for those services, the, the formatting and the, the cover design. But if somebody was so inclined, you could design your own cover, format it yourself. Because also, to explain further, when you upload it to the Kindle Direct Publishing for Amazon, the company sent me a Word document back, or it might have been a PDF, but you can upload a multitude of files to Amazon. So if you were so inclined, you could design your own cover design it in a, in a Word document or maybe make it a PDF and then just upload it and it would cost you zero dollars uh, to do so. Again, Amazon allows you to upload whether it's a Word doc, a PDF, multiple forms of a document and it will eventually turn into the book. Uh, certain like PDFs or Word documents work better than others, but um, if you do your homework, you can really take care of it quite, quite simply. Wow. <laughs> that, I had no idea they even had that kind of service. It is crazy. And, and when I was first coming across it, I was a little bit shocked. But again, this is it was 2018 at the time. But we're living in this time like where, you know, nothing should really surprise you. Everything's simple. Everything's straightforward. Everything's accessible for all of us. So, yeah, just doing the work crazy. to figure out the next move. Yeah, exactly. And just seeing, you know, what steps you have to take to do it, but they break it down and make it pretty simple. So what doesn't Amazon do is the question. It, exactly. And and that just it's a blessing, really, because they they're one of the biggest companies. Right. And they're taking over the world. So the fact that anybody can self-publish for free on their website is is really insane. But it's it's an amazing connection and an amazing opportunity to have. Totally. And if you have content, take advantage of that now because free now, probably not always. Yep, exactly. You never know when they're going to switch this up or change it up. So you got to take advantage now. Totally. I love that. Um, and so did you already have all these poems written down and did you s decide you may as well put them together in a book or... No, so pretty much the inception that we both spoke about was from the start. I said, I'm going to construct these poems and, and create a book out of it. But I did have a lot of the ideas already written down. I just had to kind of change their format and change how I put it. Uh, so I had probably half of the content already. And then the other half was pretty much coming from scratch. So, Wow. And where do you go and what, what are you doing when you sit down to write a poem? So I was really just sitting on my couch, um, on my, on my laptop, on my MacBook, And, you know, I was just getting my mind right. And these were all just concepts about the law of attraction that I pretty much had down and I understood. And I was like, well, let me just put it in a, in a, a poem format. So, uh, it was a simple process. Like I said, I kind of just sat down and just said, you know, how can I put this in a way that people will understand it? Tell us something that's challenging to you, damn it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I try not to. I try not to focus on things that are challenging and just. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, do you plan on getting it published by other publishing companies? I would say, as of right now, no. Um, that probably not for that book either. The next one that I'm working on and currently writing, I plan to self-publish again through Amazon. Uh, like you said, Amazon is is like number one right now. So, if I had my choice, truthfully, of like a publishing company in a traditional sense or just doing it through Amazon, I think I'd rather have it on Amazon if I'm being dead, dead honest with you. 
Yeah, because you can still go on and order a hard copy of it, right? Yep, absolutely. They let you do the, the paperback, ebook. So to me, that's one of the best ways to do it, uh, have it on Amazon as opposed to Barnes & Noble, let's say. Completely. I mean, every time I personally go to link to a book that somebody mentions um, in my show notes or something, I go to Amazon and get the link. So Yeah, and it's always right there. Yeah, that's pretty wise. Are you innately the type of person with a get shit done attitude or have you merely just been inspired and motivated ever since just learning about the law of attraction? I was always a pretty optimistic person, just generally always trying to look at the bright side. So I always had that side of me and right. I didn't really adopt this like super grind and like, let's get it mindset until I kind of had that awakening. But right now it's, that's pretty much who I am. I'm just trying to say, let's get it to myself and to anyone else. Like whatever dreams people are chasing, like, let's all get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's do this together. So I kind of, I guess it did take that, that spiritual awakening to bring that out of me. But as far as the positivity and like optimism, I kind of always had that. Yeah. Cool. What would you say has been the most unexpectedly rewarding part of having an Instagram with a positive vibes and good intentions? Uh, I would just say people reaching out and just like supporting me and you know what I'm saying? Like, it's ironic because I'm trying to be positive and supportive for other people. And then people end up coming back to you and saying, yeah, keep doing it. You're, you're killing it and stuff. So it's ironic when you get support and positivity when you're trying to be there for other people. But that's how that's how it should be. You know, like that's what more could you ask for? So that's sick. Is it ironic, though, or is it the law of attraction? <laughs> It's definitely the law of attraction, but sometimes that makes makes things a little ironic too. So, <laughs> what are some examples of activities you do to enhance your well being? So I go to the gym and work out. Uh, so I lift weights when I do that, and I also run. Um, I'm a former ice hockey player. I played for pretty much 18 years, and I played for four years when I was in college. So a lot of my life was me pretty much being an athlete. Uh, so. In a sense, it's kind of weird for me now, whereas, like, I, I definitely go to the gym and I still work out in that sense. But I've always had, like, that athlete mindset in a sense. So it's it's a little bit different now. Um, I also have a pretty sh not strict diet, but I am definitely careful and dedicated to my diet and I make sure I eat the correct thing. So those two definitely go together, I would say. And I also am pretty good with sleeping. Uh, I get up pretty early nowadays, which I used to always sleep in all the time. So I'm always pretty much well rested. Uh, so that uh, being well rested, working out and eating correctly all kind of go together. Um, and that definitely boosts your physical and your mental well-being for sure. Totally. What time do you go to sleep? That all depends. Uh, sometimes I go to sleep really early, but sometimes I find myself up uh, a little bit later. So I'd say anywhere from like 10 p.m. to maybe like 1 a.m. somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It all depends. Is there a daily or weekly habit that you have that is a non-negotiable? A non-negotiable? I, I guess really all of my activities I would strive to be really non-negotiable, but sometimes you have to call off the gym if you're not feeling it. Um, you know, take care of yourself, sleep a little bit more. Uh, I pray every morning. So that to me is pretty much non-negotiable. So that occurs every day, really. So cool. Is that like a religious kind of prayer? 
I mean, I'm Catholic, but I'm not super, super, super religious. So it's more of, I guess, a spiritual prayer. And, you know, I, I just feel like I'm close to God um, in a sense. So it's not necessarily because I'm Catholic or through religion. Um, you know, the praying is kind of deeper than that in a sense. Yeah, it just feels like meditative, but you're talking to something greater than yourself. Right, exactly. Cool. Yeah, sometimes I find that in our generation, spiritual people often come from a family that, you know, had a religion, but wasn't necessarily like hardcore. Absolutely. I, I would agree with that. And really religion and the law of attraction and the universe is all the same thing. Like you can believe in a religion. You can have faith in the universe. You can just have faith in faith itself. You can like have faith in your family. So it doesn't even matter what you believe in. It doesn't matter what you're praying to. It's really all the same. So like, right, some people will combine religion and the universe, or it might just be one or the other, but in a sense, it's really all the same stuff. So completely. I definitely agree. I grew up Jewish technically. I mean, we do celebrate like the high holidays with the family. But to me, it's really just like an excuse to get together with the family right. um, and like maybe eat traditional food. Uh, but yeah. And it's just like, I feel like having a reason to come together every year, multiple times a year, you know, with the extended family outside of just us, it's just been like, that's what religion was great for because like holidays are a thing, you know? Um, but besides that, it's really just like questioning more. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's not even so much like why are you guys getting together? It's just the fact that like it's bringing you guys together in a sense. Exactly. And like values and morals. So I feel like you don't have to be religious at all for any of these things, but it's just helpful because on the bigger for on like a smaller scale of the blueprint of what religion is doing for somebody, it's like bringing people together and it's connecting and it's like your energies and it's life, you know? Yeah, 100 percent. So it's pretty cool. I find that to be like a positive aspect of religion. Definitely. I, I agree with you for sure. Yeah, I love that. What is it you do that helps you through current challenges, which apparently you don't have, <laughs> that you didn't have in your toolbox five years ago? Uh, that I didn't have in my toolbox. I would, I think I would just say like dedication and discipline, honestly, um, and just the drive. And I guess I didn't have my reason for why I was doing everything. And now that I have a reason and I know what I'm doing and who I am, um, I guess that's what helps me get through challenges that I, that I might not have had. Yeah. Dedication is a good one. At what point did you realize you wanted to like dedicate to this? Because you can be a positive person and, um, like live that way yourself, but now you're dedicating to sharing that message kind of, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a fine line because you have to take care of yourself first and you have to make sure that you're you're doing what's right for yourself. But at the same time, if you have these gifts and you feel that you need to share them, you do have to kind of take that initiative and share it. So, right. I do Instagram content and I do the podcast and of course my writing, but you know, I'm not a person that's going to necessarily sign up for the 365 day video challenge on Instagram, because if I'm commit, if I have to do that every single day, 
I personally might not be operating at my at my best. So you have to just be balanced with like how you're going to approach this. I feel like so you know if you feel that you want to share what you have, but you don't want to put yourself all the way out there at all times, you can do that. You just have to be balanced with it. So. Yeah. Is your podcast weekly, bi-weekly? Like, what's that like for you? Or you just put it out when you're ready to share it's, something? It's bi-weekly. And I, I did that from the start um, because I just wanted to make sure, right, that I wasn't biting off too much at one time. And I wanted to just see how it all would go. Uh, generally, all my episodes are really generally pretty short. Um, I get right to the point and I try to be as efficient as possible. So, you know, I, I put what I have out there and, you know, I'm not perfect with it and I don't really try to be. I just sit down, record the episode. And, you know, if it sounds all good, I, I clean it up and edit it and I put it out there. So, you know, I, I take care of the work that needs to be done and make sure that it's all good. But at the end of the day, like you just have to put your gifts out there and, and share them with the world, you know. Definitely. Um, so yours are solo, right? For the most part, I have been branching out, but right, like when I started, I think my first seven or eight episodes were all solo. Now I'm about to drop my 15th episode, and I think I've had five or six guests at this point. So I have been branching out a little bit. Um, I have been branching out, and for anyone that's listening to this, it's The Positivity Report. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and really any of the other platforms that you listen to podcasts on. Uh, you can listen to my podcast for anyone wondering. Um, so when you are preparing your solo episodes, do you write them down? Like, well, how do you prepare your solo episodes? So I honestly take my notes before. I usually just have like one or two pages of notes, depending on, you know, what I'm covering in that episode. And, you know, I have a general idea of where I'm going to take it. Like I said, I'm pretty quick and efficient with it. So they move quickly, honestly. So, you know, I really just do my preparation. I take some notes. I figure out where it's going to go. And then I kind of just let, again, the moment kind of take over and just see where the episode goes. To me, with podcasting, the best quality is just, like, being impromptu and just, like, letting it flow in, unravel itself. Like, I feel like if you're trying to plan it out too much, uh, it won't work as well as just being spontaneous and just seeing where it goes. So that's, again, why I don't, like, look too far into the episodes and I don't, like, I'm not critical of myself. I just understand that, like, I'm not going to be perfect. So if I mess up somewhere, I'm just like, well, I edit it as best I can and I just let it ride. So being, like, genuine and just letting it happen organically, I think, as you put it, uh, is the, definitely the best way. Yeah, that's amazing because... I, you saw that I had my last episode with Solo, and that was my first one. And I literally typed out the entire thing, read the entire thing, and it was definitely obvious. But, like, I just – I'm not a public speaker, you know? I just felt like I couldn't just – and I had a specific message I wanted to share. So good for you for just being able to do that because that's not easy. Thank you. And and it's definitely not easy, um, but – to your point, in that solo episode for you, I could tell at some points that you were reading, but definitely not the whole thing. I thought that you just had more extensive notes, but I definitely didn't think you were reading the whole thing. So it did sound all good, truthfully. Um, but right, I just feel like me and you are kind of, we started our podcast right around the same time, but you were pretty much starting off with a lot of guests and I was starting out solo. And now we're kind of switching like as we're both in it. Uh, so it's funny. It's interesting to see like both sides. But as you do the solo episodes more, you'll kind of 
figure out how it works best for you and you'll you'll get it really down but I think your first one was perfect honestly so oh thank you yeah um I really don't I don't plan on doing that many honestly it was kind of just like a lack of preparation <laughs> yeah sometimes you sometimes you just gotta do that <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do because I've committed to bi-weekly I mean at first I was weekly and it was a lot. I definitely didn't know what I was in for, but I was like, I just wanted to give it a shot, you know? And then it was like, all right, three months in, I'm exhausted. I love this, but like, just going to create some more space in my life for some newness and see how that goes. And bi-weekly is just like the best decision I've ever made. But I was shocked that I hadn't had somebody lined, like I didn't prepare myself well enough and I was like oh we're doing this <laughs> yeah here it goes yeah I feel that though <laughs> yeah and so luckily my sister helped me come up with some of my concepts and and it was a it was a good message I love that I've been like doing this one word per year for the past five years so I thought it worked out well but I don't always have something like that to talk about you know yeah definitely um, and to kind of just speak about po like podcasting generally, I feel like what you just said is so important. Like if you have a reason for doing a podcast and you have a purpose and you know, in a sense, what you're trying to put out there, it makes sense. But when me and you were starting with our podcast, I saw a couple other ones that were starting out and they're already like burned out and finished. Like if you're doing a podcast strictly just to do a podcast, like you kind of don't realize like the time moves quick when you're speaking on there. But at the same time, if you aren't like, if you don't have a lot to say, you can only do that for, for so often. So I feel like people will burn out if they're just doing it just to do it. And they also burn out, right. If they don't make an adjustment, if they start out every week and then if, if you need to step back and you don't like, that's how you kind of burn yourself out. So I noticed that with a couple other people that did podcasts. So. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's, you just have to either really like talking to, I mean, nobody <laughs> in a microphone, you know, and like, no, you know that people are listening on the other side when you're done with it and everything like that. But to me, that I'm talking to you like IRL right now, you know, is just like fuels me and to listen to you and what you have to say and your life and how we both were like pretty different, but not in a sense, you know, and we both come to this place and podcasting is just so cool. And like you said that I was weekly and if I didn't go bi-weekly, I probably would have been, I probably would have dropped off too. Yeah. And that's why commitment this year is so cool because I'm learning to commit to something, but also to commit to like your sanity too and commit to not committing sometimes. And my sister said that really nicely. She's like, don't commit too soon. You know what I mean? And I committed to being like, Oh, I'm going to do these solo episodes. It's going to be great. And then I, when I was so exhausted after it, like more exhausted than I was when I'm having a conversation with someone and editing the conversation, which is just so much more fun to me than just editing my own self, you know, 100%. Yeah, because then I go, th I'm going through the conversation again, and I, I laugh in the exact same spots. I smile in the same spots. You know what I mean? It's just so funny. So podcasting is definitely interesting, but I love what you said about just like knowing when to be flexible. Yeah, definitely. You got to be balanced and right. You got to listen to yourself. If, if, 
you need to switch something up, you got to do it. And there's never anything wrong with that. That's the best thing you can do. Keep improving, keep evolving. And most importantly, like you said, take care of yourself. And uh, one more thing that one thing I was cracking up at when you did the solo episode is you were like, I never realized how weird it is, like just speaking solo into a mic. <laughs> and I had been doing like multiple solo episodes and I never even really thought about it. And once you said that, I was like, wow, it really is kind of weird when you do that. <laughs> so I was like cracking up at that, honestly. That's so funny. Yeah, because I'm sitting here, you know, just like talking into a mic to myself in my room yeah, and like it's it's not live like nobody's hearing it right then so it's like it is it is quite odd honestly it is it's funny and I mean I guess I don't know maybe you've done things like that in the past um I took a public speaking course uh I think my senior year of college so that kind of warmed me up to it a little bit and I was never, like, terrified of speaking. It definitely wasn't my favorite thing. And sometimes, like, in school, I would mess up, I guess, speaking. But for the most part, I wasn't really bad at it. I wasn't exceptionally good. It didn't scare me too much. So I was, like, somewhat familiar, somewhat comfortable with it. And I was like, well, it's not live. Nobody's seeing my face. So I'm like, how, how bad can it be? So. <laughs> no, those are all valid arguments. I mean, I've... I've never taken a public speaking class, but I've had to public speak before. And it just feels so different because being, again, even though you're not having a conversation, it's almost like a conversation of energy in an audi with an audience, you know? Like yeah. even, t even today at work on Mondays, we have um, like group meetings around lunch and, or, you know, like a team meeting. <laughs> and on Mondays we do this thing called snacks and hacks, which is basically just like talking about the media that you've been consuming lately like what do you like what movies or podcasts or anything like that and sharing it what do you recommend and then something that you're looking forward to and um and then a hack is just like a life hack basically and someone chose and then you choose somebody for the next week and so I was today and it was definitely nerve-wracking but it wasn't as weird as sitting in a mic I mean sitting in my room talking to a mic talking about my, the last five years of my life <laughs> yeah facts it, so it all it all depends on like the the circumstances and like who's there and, and whatnot so I feel that yeah I mean and and you went into podcasting knowing you wanted to start off solo episodes yeah exactly I, I pretty much knew that for the most part it was gonna just be me and really, like, what I was starting with was, like, a lot of law of attraction. So I'm like, I could just put my ideas out solo. So from the rip, I kind of knew it was going to be a lot of a lot of just me. Yeah, so that makes sense because those were your intentions, you know? Like, I was like, I don't really think I ever want to do solo episodes. Maybe that's something I do far, far down the road from now. And I'm open to it if I must or want to, you know? But, like, really, I just want to have the conversations. So... When it came down to being like, okay, well, either you have no choice, you somehow squeeze somebody in and like stress the hell out or, and like, that's not a good conversation either. If you're like forcing it and just finding something at some point to put, you know what I mean? Like that's not organic. And, yeah. and then it's like, all right, well, gotta be flexible. Guess I'm doing this and here we go. Yep, that, that's how it goes. Somebody's got to do it, so. <laughs> yep. All right, cool. So I have a few more questions for you. Do you cook or get takeout more often? Hmm, that's a good question. I would say I have a pretty good balance of both. Um, 
Honestly, I, th I think that's my answer. I think I have a good balance of both. It's about even. Huh. But you should use the, the term cooking loosely because it's really just like me heating stuff up in the microwave, like he heating up minute rice. <laughs> so uh, you can use the term cooking loosely, but. Okay, got it. <laughs> Seriously, though. <laughs> All right, cool. So what do you do for fun on your time off? Uh, what I do for fun on my time off, you know, I really, I don't know that I kind of just am enjoying the moment. And like I said, I like listening to music. I'm solo a lot of the time, but, you know, just being around my friends and linking up with them and, you know, kind of just talking to them. I feel like a lot of the work that I do is what I do for fun in a sense. Like it's, it's crazy. I, I grew up an athlete, all the, like always being an athlete and I hardly, ever really play sports anymore I'm like I went from being an athlete to now for fun like I create a podcast episode so it's like I almost don't even believe it I'm like it's it's kind of crazy where my life has come to so a lot of the things that I do for work in a sense is really for fun as well so do you think there's anything about what you do for fun now and what you were doing for fun as a kid like being an athlete and having a podcast and writing a book like do you think they intertwine somehow in a sense, not really. I feel like they're not really connected. And I think it just kind of shows like growing up, like I was never an artistic person or really like I was kind of creative, but that nobody would ever like label me as like, just say artistic. And I'm not saying I am now, but to, you know, make like a book of poetry and stuff was never, you know, if, if I came up to my 10 year old self and like said, I'd be doing a podcast or something like that, it really kind of wouldn't even make sense for me then. So I feel like my childhood and like being an athlete, yeah, it taught me a lot of lessons and prepared me. But in a sense, I feel like it's kind of a lot of different, different work now in a sense. Yeah. That's, a good, that's a good question though. Yeah. I mean, even just like as an athlete, you know, you're a hard worker, you're dedicated, you, you know, you're having fun, hopefully. And I mean, there's probably some things, even if it's not like physical, but, you know, maybe your work ethic or something like that, that makes you keep up on a biweekly podcast episode. Like, like you said, people fell off and you're still going. Absolutely. That's very true. Right. Hockey and really just sports in general really shaped me. And I guess my character and a lot of it teaches you so many lessons about the world. So I definitely agree with you uh, in that sense. But it was more of that's like what shaped me as just an all around person. Um, and then kind of the work that I'm doing now followed. But definitely sports do teach you a lot about yourself, a lot about the world. And it really does shape you in a positive way for a lot of people, I think. I agree. Sports are good, kids. <laughs> Lastly, is there anything that you wish we spoke about, something I didn't ask, or something intuitive that you'd like to share? Something intuitive, I guess I'll just say, um, I don't know, always tune in and, and listen to yourself and listen to your soul and listen to the universe because really all the answers that you need are within you and within the universe. So just tune in and you can become more in tune as you gain momentum and you just become further in tune with yourself, further in tune with other people, uh, and you'll become further in tune with the universe. So just tune in and be strong and listen to your soul and that will really guide you and allow you, allow you to gain momentum and ride that wave. So 
Momentum. That's such a good word. And I want to talk about it real quick before we hop off of here. Um, but how do you like, how do you feel like somebody can find some momentum that's maybe like, I don't really know what to do next? So momentum is is definitely a, a big key. And right, it's hard when you start. That's the hardest part about momentum is it's hard to just get it started. But once it's going, th then it becomes easier and easier. So you have to really take a look at what your long-term goal is. And when I say long-term, I might only mean one year from now. I don't mean 10 years or 20 years. I mean, like, let's say one year or even six months or, you know, a couple years, whatever. Look at what your long-term goals are. And then you start slowly scaling down and say, okay, what's my six-month goal? What's my three-month goal? And then you get down to what do I want to accomplish next week? And what do I want to accomplish tomorrow? And what do, what do I want to accomplish later today? And that's how you get momentum. If you go to Target and get cleaning supplies for your house, you're like, okay, I did that. And now tomorrow I can work on my writing. And you just that's how you ride that wave. You just get it going with like the smallest tasks, but you just start checking it off. And you're like, okay, I did that I'm getting myself right like whatever it is like going to Target or going to get food like whatever it is like use that as your momentum and be like okay I did this now what's next and what am I doing tomorrow and later tonight and you smart you start with those small small short-term goals and you gain momentum and you ride that wave and like I said the biggest key with momentum is the hardest part is that first step once you get it rolling you just keep it rolling and you ride that wave and you're in there so yeah, that's such good advice to just start with the little things. Like, even if you have no idea where to go, I love that. Go to Target, get some cleaning supplies, clean the shit out of your house or your room or your space. And that'll open up mental space, too, because what we don't really think about often is that what our space looks like and where we live a lot of the time has so much to do with what goes on in our head. Like, I just cleaned my room the other day. And I felt like a million bucks. I was like, yeah. oh, man, I feel good. I'm killing it. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, these these goals that you set, like, to most people, like, they're not going to sound like much of anything. But it doesn't matter. Like, these are your goals. This is how you're feeling successful. Like, right, you could go up to someone and be like, hey, I cleaned my room the other day, and I feel amazing. And, like, someone would be like, okay, like, they're not going <laughs> to – they might not see it, but – low key that's what success is is doing like what makes you feel successful so whether it's cleaning your room or whatever it is like it's going to be those small victories that mean the most to you like so that's how you really like harness momentum and be truly successful you set the standard for yourself and it doesn't matter what you're doing how small it is it's success you're you're knocking out what you're setting out to do and accomplishing you know these goals yeah, and as long as you don't stop and keep moving, a body in motion stays in motion. Yep, you got to keep it rolling. Once you start, just don't even stop. Keep it rolling. Even if it's the smallest step and the smallest progress, it's progress. So ride that wave and, and keep it rolling no matter what. Yes, thank you. <laughs> cool. So um, just remind us again, I know you brought it up before, but where can we find you? 
Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Wilson Ryan underscore underscore. And like I said, my podcast, The Positivity Report, is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and seven other platforms that you might listen to podcasts on. So check that out, The Positivity Report. And my book, A Dreamer's Mind, is available on Amazon.com, ebook and Kindle version. So check that out, A Dreamer's Mind. And you can follow me on Instagram at Wilson Ryan underscore underscore. Thank you so much, Ryan. This has been so much fun. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And this really was great. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, it was a blast. I appreciate you. Thank you. And good luck. And we'll be in touch. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. All right. Bye. Welp, that is a wrap, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to Well and Why and joining Ryan and myself in this conversation about momentum, positivity, the law of attraction, and creating the lifestyle of our dreams, essentially. Decide what you want, commit to wanting it, and just go for it. I also wanted to briefly mention and talk about change. Um, only because I've recently gone through change, as I've mentioned, I'm four weeks into my new job already. That is so wild. Oh my gosh, guys, time flies. And if you're unhappy with where you are for whatever reason, oftentimes something needs to change. Okay. So I wasn't totally enjoying my previous job towards the end. It was two years in, there was no room for growth, you know, one of those things. Obviously, I'm a growth-minded individual. So, I mean, starting a podcast was really beneficial for a while. It was like, okay, this is perfect. I'm in a job that doesn't require too much brain power and energy on most days. So, I was just able to have the time and space to create this, which was perfect. And then I... Mm, okay, <laughs> no, I don't want to speak too soon. I was going to say then I mastered that but no, I just, I just really learned the process of having a podcast and obviously plenty of room for growth. But once I knew what I was doing, I realized, okay, I'm still unhappy at my job. The podcast is the best thing about my life right now. I obviously love this. I need change. What do I do? Found a job in the podcast industry, which is sick because I'm an office manager and Obviously, it's not my dream job like, oh, I want to be an office manager for the rest of my life, but I do really enjoy it. And being in the industry that fascinates you, you get to talk about the podcast industry all day or at least listen to people talk about the podcast industry all day or whatever industry you enjoy. It's really cool. And I feel like I'm bridging wellness because basically my wellness journey I was very fascinated, not only individual wellness, but workplace wellness. And that's actually what I was really intrigued about by the co-working space industry as well, because I could come in there, be administrative, which is just my background. Um, and I guess I'm fairly good at it, even though it's not like my dream to be administrative. But I get to be creative in that administrative role. And this is a more creative role that I get to play around with, which is awesome. But back to workplace wellness, I really just like want to be a part of why people at work are happier and healthier and more productive and why the business thrives. So 
it's really cool. I was able to find a job with the, you know, skills that I already had managing a building for a co-working space and my future of wanting to check out and explore the podcast industry. So here I am and I could not be happier. I really just think you know when you know and the job hunt journey is not easy and it's long and brutal and every rejection feels like another brick being placed on your shoulders but just know that there's something to take away from all of those rejections and job interviews and not necessarily rejections just like it wasn't for you you know what's meant to be yours will be yours and I noticed that every job interview that I went to, there was something that I realized, oh, I would really like that, or I, I would, I don't, I don't know, you know? And when you walk away from an interview feeling confused and you're not sure if you would want to take it if, it if it's offered, that's not the one, you know? When you realize, holy shit, this is a really cool place, I would love to be here, I would be so honored and grateful and appreciative if I, if I was offered this role and take it in a heartbeat, um, you know, with all variables on your side, not all of them, it's not going to be 100% perfect, but if you're feeling stagnant, make a change. Okay. At least start the process because change is definitely a period of time and it does not happen overnight. So make your next move, make yourself happy and move the hell on. Thank you all so much for listening. Oh, tell me what you think about my British accent. I know there's room for improvement because there always is, you know. I always say when people ask me to like write something for them, I say, um, 9 out of 10. There's always room for improvement. But I um, also highly recommend checking out the podcast. My dad wrote a porno. It is so fucking funny. I'm really not kidding. Um... I mean, and I know some people will be like, Ali, you think everything is funny? And I'll say, yes, but this is a comedy, so other people think it's funny too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Just check it out. All right. And that's about it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ta-ta for now.